for four teaching friends from across the country. Who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's really hard? When the public thinks the teachers are hashtag losers. You know, everyone thinks they know about teachers. Everyone thinks they could do what we do. We've all been, no matter how beloved we are by our own community or kids, we've all been on the receiving end of many public negative comments and unfair perceptions. Teachers really do get a bad rap way too often. People Why think they that? know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. And I, I think I think they're not really aware of what a teacher does. They think we go into the school building and play, leave at 3.30 or so, um, weekends off, summers off, you know, it's just like Vacation. what an easy job. Yep. But they don't see that we are mothers, fathers, grandparents, jack of all trades in the classroom. And and truly, think about your child's teacher or um, your niece or nephew's teacher or grandchild's teacher. Well, I think because they also have all been students, they think they know what teachers do. Right, because they've all been they've all been touched by a teacher in some way, and so and some. more negatively than others and some more positively. Right. <laughs> so so then they kind of just like wrap us all in a big ball and roll us down the hill. I don't know. But right. you know what? And I'm going to I'm going to just call out an ele- uh, to me this is the elephant in the room too. I think that some of that perception comes from the fact that teaching is traditionally um, a career that women have. Mm-hmm. It's a woman mm-hmm. have a career and I think right. that some of that comes because it's a gender issue. I really do. Could be. Mm. Could be. And it's still a male-oriented society, no matter what we say about it. I mean, things are getting a little better, but it's still there. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So, ladies, let's just get down to down to brass tacks. Let's talk about what are some things that we wish the public knew about us um, that doesn't involve the hashtag loser. So let's talk some data. According to the National Center for Educational Statistics, 52% of public school teachers have a master's degree or higher. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Me Me too. Sixth year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and many teachers I know actually have more than one master's degree or they have like an educational specialist degree, which um, could allow them to do, you know, curriculum work or uh, work in administration in some way, shape or form. There's specializations, right? Specialized certifications. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there's there's bilingual education. There's there's um, reading specialists. Um there's there's a whole wealth of specialities that people get in addition to the master's or the ed specialist degrees. And people make a big mistake if they assume that you are in the classroom because you are not prepared to do anything else. I have known several PhDs who have chosen 
to stay in the classroom because that's where they felt they could make the most difference. As well as people, as well as people that aren't teachers that get the degree in teaching because they feel they want to do that too. A lot of business people do that too, I believe. Mm -hmm. Right. People with another career first who say, wait, here's, here's where I can change the world. I've had quite a few student teachers who were already successful in business and then decided they actually wanted to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and the other thing too, is that people don't realize that we never stop learning, never stop learning. And, and, you know, in order for us to keep our certificate certification going, we have to show proof that we're learning. Yes. We have to, whether it's CEUs or it's, um, advanced, um, grad level, more grad level courses. We have to provide that proof in order for us to keep our certification. Right. Attending professional developments over the summers or during our break time. Mm -hmm. I was just going to talk about professional development. Teachers go to that willingly too. Even if they have all the hours, if something sounds interesting or sounds like it will benefit their students, they they show up. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. You know, and the thing, the other thing too, is we are constantly multitasking. I mean, people think we go to the front of the classroom and just stand there and it's a lecture. <laughs> Kids just sit there in their seat listening, yeah. right? <laughs> Which is, you know, teachers speak for the art of teaching. It is an art form. Mm-hmm. How you pull things together and you present it and you find a way to meet the needs of kids with the content that you that is you are demanded that you teach. Mm-hmm. You have to make that palatable for a 10-year-old kid and or an 11 or a 12 or whatever age you're teaching. It's an art form. It sure is. And Tracy, you've described it so many times as directing music, directing a musical performance. I think of it as art, as creating a painting. You put Mm -hmm. a few blobs of paint down on a canvas. You've got your standards. You've got the curriculum that you've got to present. You've got your activities. You've got the, the ways you want to present it. And you've got your kids' needs and interests and backgrounds and you put all those blobs down and then you could stir them up and make mud out of it because when you mix all the (laughs) colors you know it just turns to mud right Mm -hmm. right or you could create the most beautiful glorious painting in the world that will someday hang in a museum and go way into the future and out survive all of us that's true. And the thing, other thing too is, you know, you're in there teaching, you've got your lesson. It's a perfect lesson. Then Susie raises her hand. I have to go to the bathroom, you know, uh-huh. you know, and then. Yep. Somebody, we have so somebody, many decisions. We are constantly making decisions all day yes. long. Which yeah. Is what about the kid who was sent, sent, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What, what about the kid who come, comes to school with the flu because the parents had to go to work or whatever the reasons were, and then next thing you know, you have vomit on the floor, and it's uh, like, and it ha- it, how fast does it happen, right? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> you have no warning. You have to find a place for all your kids. <laughs> yes. Or you're right in the middle of the lesson and a fire bell. <laughs> you yeah. have to get everybody jumps out of their seats. Oh, boy. Yeah. And yeah. don't even talk about the active shooter drills. I mean, oh, I forgot what, about that. Yeah. What job has all of these things in it that and, you have to coordinate? Yeah. And on top of all of that, all that multitasking, you're lucky if you get a planning period once a day. And on top of that, this is the other part that the, the public doesn't see. You know, I spend probably 
two to three of my lunch periods a week in meetings the entire mm-hmm. time. Like I don't have time to do what I need to do sometimes to prep for the afternoon. You know, I have to stay after school and do that because I don't even have a lunch. Yeah, and and they say it's voluntary, right. quote unquote voluntary, but let's be real. Come on. Seriously. Right. And and mm. then you have crying kids at the door yeah. because they love to spend their lunch hour with you. And when you have to go to a meeting, right? Yeah. They're they're so disappointed. But you know, and right. sometimes it's 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 a hard balance because you know relationships are important and you know that it's important that you you sometimes do that with kids. But then the flip side of it is is it more important that I do that with kids today? Or is it more or important calling. that my afternoon is prepped? And I have some sanity, right? Yeah, so that right, I can exactly. go through the rest of my teaching day. In a, and, and then we do all of this, many, many, many of us, and we see that with, with teachers around the country. You want to know why teachers are striking? Because most of us not have not seen a raise in 10 to 12 years, some of us. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. Connecticut right. and no is No cost way. of living. And no, no cost, cost of living. Of living yeah. So we are talk about, you know, someone said to me recently, oh, I'm on a fixed income and they were retired. And I looked at them and I thought to myself, so am I. Yeah, right. exactly. Because exactly. I'm not going right. pay raise in 12 years. So am I, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's mind boggling. Oh, it really is. And, yep. and speaking of money, what other job can you think of where you provide most of the supplies? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. And then I was talking to um, a relative of mine who left the teaching field and I didn't know that she'd done this. And so I said to her, she had a part of her degree was in computer science. So she started working for this company. Um, they, they, it was an entry level position. The people who hired her um, were, they gave her a 401k and a pension and health insurance. And then they were apologetic for what she made. And she said to me, what I didn't tell them is that after 18 years of teaching, they were offering me what I made as an 18-year veteran as a starting point. Wow. And she, you know, so I get, I get why people leave, but it's hard, you know, it's when it's your calling Mm -hmm. to me, I I just, I don't know what to, I I can't imagine myself doing anything else. I know me. No, neither. you won't leave. Even if they no. cut your pay, you won't. And leave. That, but that's what they're counting on too. That's what they're counting yeah. on. Yes. You know, yeah. the other thing that gets me too is that people don't realize that they take out a lot of our paycheck towards our retirement and then they resent it once we've retired and they're having to give us money. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's a free ride. Like yeah. you didn't actually earn that money. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's crazy. So guys, let's talk about this. They think people think they know everything that we do. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that if you can't toot your own horn, why would you expect anyone else to? Right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So I bet that there are a lot of things that people don't realize about teachers. So keep listening. We're going to talk some more about those things. Well, we have to really be realistic visionaries. 
We know what our students can do. So we push, push, push uh, to make them achieve what we want. We, we have high expectations for them. We celebrate successes and then we keep pushing and pushing. Uh, we know where our kids are most likely to end up, but we attempt to ratchet up the trajectory because we want them to do better. We want our kids to beat the odds against them and we try to instill the tools that make it possible. And all we really can hope for is that someday they're going to remember, oh, Mrs. So-and-so taught me that. I remember that. You know, so it's just so important. Yes. You never really know till later because we might not see it during the year we have them. Right. That's right. Absolutely. And another thing maybe you should know is we're not robots. We're human. Mm -hmm. And can we talk about our bladders for a minute here? (laughs) (laughs) Because seriously, I've had to see a urologist in recent years. And she said most of her clients are teachers. Oh my goodness. Retired That's teachers. Teachers who, who've been mm-hmm. teaching for a while. We we don't just hold it all day and wear a cape and say, Hooray, I'm a teacher. I can go eight hours without using the bathroom. <laughs> Wonder you Woman. Do, right. You're doing real damage to an organ of your body when you hold it that long. And it sets you up for all kinds of illnesses down the road. Um, and, and that's another sacrifice the teachers make uh, that people don't, aren't aware of. You eat your lunch walking with some, if it isn't like something you can hold in your hand and walk and <laughs> yeah. work with, you don't take it, right? Right, and, and within and, a few and, minutes, and then, yes. Right, and then the, the bathroom break thing. Um, and I don't think people know about that. If you work at a desk in an office, you can get up and use the bathroom whenever you want. And it, that's a luxury we don't have. Mm-hmm. And we're human. We have feelings. We cry, laugh, and bleed just like everybody else too. So, you know, give us a break. Yeah. It- and we and we have families. That's right. <laughs> and, and, you know, people think they can call us at home. And, you know, oh, no, all no, no, no calling. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've allowed that over the years, and and most people are very respectful. But there occasionally is one or two who will abuse it. <laughs> and I I when you get one or two who abuse it, I call that the point of no return because you have no way now to get yourself out of that. And sometimes a, a parent like that can make your life a living hell. So mm-hmm. I I I'm a little. I've got a few more boundaries, um, but that's. We got to decompress at some point, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Our boundaries always come as an afterthought after we've been burned, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. We never think, never think of it at first because all you want to do is be there for the kids and be there for, for the community. Well, we've mm-hmm. always said that if you could just close our doors and be with the kids and teach our kids and not oh. worry about anything else, then our jobs would be amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. They would be. They would be. And like, Kathy, what about, you know, you said you came to school sick, you know, because of the substitute plans. Uh, you come to school sick because it's so hard to make plans for a sub. It's mm-hmm. so hard to make plans for a yeah. sub because we realize it's not until you make sub plans, then you realize all the little things that go into account that you take into account for everything that you do. Right. That you just do that you don't write down necessarily, but you know, you do. Yeah. 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 I mean, I even think about like, you know, I, I could have the possibility of a hysterectomy in my near future. And, you know, I, I catch myself because I'm thinking, okay, when would you do that? 
Oh, oh sure. Would you right it's, instead of when does my body need this? Yeah. When can I do this within the boundaries of my classroom? Yeah, exactly. That's right. And and it's not that I'm opposed to waiting till summer, but the question is, um, really, should I? I mean, come on. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's an issue, and I need to take care of it. So, it. And teachers, I see teachers do that all the time. And I don't know of right. any other career field really that does that. Yes. Um, <laughs> I really don't. And Mm-mm. we are a special kind of breed. And um, sometimes it's it's not good, some of the behaviors that we have for ourselves. And I wish people would understand the amount of sacrifice that goes on on a daily mm-hmm. basis. Absolutely. But I do love when you do find out, you know, however many years later about the ones that you have impacted positively. Mm. So I think some of you you saw the picture. That's what it's all about. Sorry. Some of you saw the pictures I posted during the, um, during our strike. And Mm -hmm. one of them, one of them was with another teacher who was on strike who happened to be in my first grade class. And, you know, she said, and that's when it comes back and warms your heart and makes you know that you made the right choice. Yes, Mm -hmm. And she was in my class the year we went on strike 30 years ago and said she remembered that, but she became a teacher because of me. And of course I cried. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. I love it. I love it. So ladies, we can go on and on with what we want the public to know about us about us, hashtag loser teachers. Um, Let's talk about a few more things, things that people don't even suspect that a teacher would have as part of their job. We do so much more than just teach. <laughs> like the teaching part seems like that's the easier part. It seems like our day never right. ends, right? I mean, we have so much paperwork, we have data, we have everything the district requires of uh, requires of us. We have interim assessments in my district. We have to document everything. I mean, we're mm-hmm. held accountable to everything. So that's a lot besides just the teaching. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, when you think about other career fields out there, and sometimes I read the job qualifications and I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I could totally do that job because I, I crunch numbers. I do, you know, it's just a myriad of different kinds of tasks that have nothing to do. Well, they do have something to do, but they, it's not being in front of kids teaching Mm -hmm. someone how to multiply. What bothers me the most about this is it takes you away from your teaching. You know, the data, the data, the data. (laughs) Right, right. And, and data collection is not what kids remember in the future. (laughs) When, when you, and you don't see it. I mean, some of us are lucky. I'm starting to see it now because I've kept living this long and, (laughs) and my kids, my kids are out there and they're adults and they're writers and artists and doctors and scientists and on and on. And, they get in touch with me and tell me that. how something I taught them impacted them that I could never have seen all those years ago. But but I was just kind of, and you, and you just kind of sail it out there. You kind of present it, you know, you, you build a house that the big bad wolf can't blow down and you say, okay, architects, here's what we're going to do today. Do you ever dream that one of those little eight-year-olds is going to build a hospital mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that, it, it makes it not feel like a hospital to the people who are there. That's um, right. 
you know, on and on. You can just go on and on. Um, I, I was at a wedding once and um, one of the groomsmen stood up and it, it noticed I was there. I didn't even recognize him, actually. And he said, I would not be giving this speech to you if it wasn't for Mrs. London, Aww. who taught me uh-huh. to speak be in front quiet. of a group and have confidence Aww. and write. And I, like, I was so shocked. I almost fell off of my chair. But these things come back to you if you're lucky, as I've been, and you live long enough. Really? So good, good luck. Take care of your bladder. <laughs> Eat your lunch. <laughs> Stay strong, teachers. You know, the other you- thing I think that people need to realize is that we're passionate about kids. We are passionate about your kids. And sometimes as a teacher, it kind of feels sometimes, not all the time, but there are cases where we feel like we're more passionate about your kids than you are. And that's sad, but we see it more and more and more. And it's heartbreaking. I'm sorry. I just got to like throw that out there. We see our job is not a job. This is like a calling. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, something that I can offer from the other side of things here as a retiree, sometimes the parent who gets you the most aggravated is having some trouble themselves and, you know, and how they're doing their job with their kids. Definitely. Yes. um, You know, and it's easier to take the frustration out on you than on themselves. And if you could just, instead of going home and crying about it, as as I often did, um, you know, go home and think about it. What could I do to help help this person? And as as a, a an offshoot of that, make this kid's life easier. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's part of what got me out of teaching special education when I had kids with psychological problems. They mm-hmm. would the parents like they would just get so upset, and I would get the brunt of it, and it was really really difficult. It's it really hard. I think about mm-hmm. I think about um, you know we go out to. We go out to eat, right? And think about how you talk to your waitress, the server, and think about mm-hmm. how, you know, the experience you have when you treat your waitress poorly, mm-hmm. rude, you're abrasive, you're demanding, you don't tip. Oh, they'll spit, they'll spit in your no, food, no, guaranteed. I'm trying to drop You won't trust anyone, right? <laughs> the point is, is that you don't, you know, yeah. it, why would you treat your child's teacher that way? You know what I'm saying? Right. Be a team. Yeah, Be a exactly. partner. Yeah. yeah. This, is, right. this isn't a, a, a combative relationship. This is, this is, we both have the best interest. In that's heart. right. Yeah. Your child. That's right. Right. Realize that common goal and, and the kid is, is on the receiving end. Well, of the and we're with the kids six to seven hours a day. Yeah, that's right. More than the parents. Our brains never shut down. I, you know, I've been on a February break and I, I still, every day I'm thinking about what I'm going to do when I get back and I'm getting ideas while I walk the dog and I'm, (laughs) it just never shuts down. Yeah, constantly. It's funny. I think my husband has actually been trained too, because we'll go on a family trip or just over the weekend. He'll say, oh, look, look at this. Do you think your kids would like a picture of that? Or do you think you can (laughs) gather information? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. The whole family's in tune. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I want to say one other thing about, um, you know, students remembering you, it's not so much the lessons, it's more like who you are and how you react to them. You know, the feelings that, that you, that you instill in them, 
Yes. No, that's right. The feelings are, are what stays and the attitudes towards learning mm-hmm. yes. are yes. what stay. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Sounds to me like we're hashtag winners. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I got to say it. I got to say so. Yes. And I think that, you know, what we're seeing all over the country with different groups of teachers standing up for themselves is You know, like what I said before, if we don't stand up for ourselves, no one will. So I think we've come to that point in our history as teachers in this country where it's, you know what? You don't get to do that to me. You don't get to do that. You don't. That's right. And that's that's new. And yay, teachers. Yay, teachers. Regardless of what anyone standing behind a podium in front of the media is saying about us, you don't get to do that. You just don't. Um, That's right. Because we're creating the future of this country. Absolutely. Yeah. We work hard. Yep. Yep. To do that. And that's what's the most important thing. We are creating the future. We have the, the, the seeds in our hands. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So ladies, what is your number one thing that you would like the public to know about us? What do you want our last shot to be, our last shout out to be in this podcast? Well, we're willing to do the hard work. We are the future. Our children are the future. We're the planters of seeds believing beautiful flowers will grow from our work. And most of the time they do. Mm-hmm. And please know how much we care. I call my children, my students, I've had children of my heart. I didn't give birth to them, but they all were born in my heart and they're, they're, they stay there forever. Please know we care about your children. That's exactly what I was going to say too, Rada, just how much we care and that everything we do is for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, it's everything that you've also said that you know, this is, this is my calling. Like it's in my DNA. That's how I feel. I actually am a third generation teacher. It's in my DNA. I, right. That in your case, so I don't true. know how yeah. to see the world through the eyes other than those of a teacher. I, I just don't. And so that means that, you know, and, and I know this about all of my colleagues, you know, it's, it's, a lot of them couldn't breathe without teaching. That is just who they are. And we're here because of you, right. for, for you as a parent and you as in your child. We love you. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, that's what we want people to know. Hard to call someone who loves you a loser. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. No hashtag show, loser. Show the love. Show the love. I mean, that's right. Hashtag show I know, the love. I know. I don't know how Dr. King did it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Uh, We hope that you join us next week uh, for our discussion. We'll be talking about how to survive standardized testing. Woo! Woo! Are we just excited? Boy, we've got some doozy topics this month, ladies. That is what's going on. Wow. Um, See you soon. Yeah. And be sure to check out our blogs. Um, They're listed in our show notes. Um, Subscribe to our podcast. Give us a shout out to your teacher friends. Um, We'd love to have you join us as listeners regularly. Um, Until next time, we hope you keep it real.